Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you for an hour of midday radio brilliance here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber will be joining us at uh, 1020. Blues and Kraken tonight. Pre-game on 101 ESPN at 6 p.m. And here on today's show, we're giving away Arch Madness tickets to the best texter. Jackson, you have unilateral control over who gets best texter. That's right. What are you looking for in today's uh, Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament ticket giveaway? You can get your tickets for Arch Madness. Uh, All the ticket details are at 101ESPN.com, and somebody's going to win them by texting in 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. What are you looking for? That's the fun thing about this kind of text of the day challenge is Mm. that it can be really anything it's so open-ended so free form it could be something funny whether it and it can be a shot at me i'm i'm i can take it this show has taken criticism in its 15 month history yeah oh yeah plenty of it and plenty more to come i feel like it's all unwarranted candidly if it's directed at you, I would say it's unwarranted. For you. But Good for you. me, you know, between my clock management and force feeding the NBA, I think that I've earned every last bit of it. Uh, having said that, a good college basketball take, my kids. I mean, these are college basketball tickets. A good college basketball take could get you the tickets. You Is never that know. Right? That's it, what might get people the tickets. It's free form. It's open-ended. And uh, we like to reward a really, really good text. How about this? Go Blues. Tim is the best and greatest. I think we have our winner already. Just right there. From the uh, we're in the clubhouse, but that's just based on scarcity. Uh, from the 314, kind of a rhetorical question. Why does this show exist? Oh, wow. Existential. Also, leader in the clubhouse now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, so that we got that. We got Chris Kerber. 1020? Yes. Usually it's 1015. Why the change? Uh, I like when you go into a British accent <laughs> before you ask. Uh, Curbs asked me if we, if I, he said, give me a five minute, just give me a five minute window there. This and I is said, a tight schedule on this show, I, though. So I now told what it does is it throws me off. I told him. I was like, well, you know, but I said, you know what, we're going to do that for you, Curbs. Okay. There we, we go. We're we love Curbs. We're going to do that for All you. All right. Well, then that allows us time to do today's, what do we have? Uh, today's the Little Piddles Either Or Challenge. Uh, kind of some hypotheticals out there. Uh, I, I know a lot of people enjoy it. So I, Is that right? Yeah. But, that seemed like you were forcing an opinion on the audience. That's a, what it seems like. It's a Maybe stra- they will enjoy it after we do it. But to say that there are a lot of people tuning in going, oh, good, they're doing the Either Or Challenge. Eh, I think you're lying. Well, you see, that strategy works really well when someone doesn't call you out on the play. It's better. But this is honesty in media. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. I I was in the wrong there. All right, here we go. Jackson knows his dumb segment is going to go long. That's from the 636. No, no, I was 100% honesty in media about Curbs asking for five minutes, which is fine. Doesn't matter to us. All right. This was asked yesterday on the Tim McCurran Show podcast. Okay. And I think it's a good question because I want to hear what the 101- New episode is up. Yeah. Uh, the Balloon Party listeners... You'll love the title of it. Yeah. 
We'll leave that to you to look at. Um, I think that I would like to get the opinion of the one-on-one listeners. Okay. Of the 2019 Blues who made the cup run, which of these players do you think will have their numbers Was retired? that an intentional dramatic pause, or did you just suffer from one of your ADD fits just for like a three quarters of a second? It certainly wasn't an intentional pause. Um, like Jim Rome and the deliberate yeah. pauses. <laughs> right, right. I was... I was looking at the way I worded it, and I think I worded it poorly, okay. so I was kind of trying to do some grammar in my head, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just got to go. The question is, of the 2019 Blues, which ones will have their numbers retired? Is that correct? Yeah. Which one? Which ones do you think will have their numbers retired? Oh, puts me in the tank. I'm curious what the listeners here on 101 ESPN will say about this. Their number is retired. Now, the Cardinals minus Ken Boyer are... I don't want to say adamant or have a policy, but going forward after Ken Boyer, the play has been if you get in the Hall of Fame, then you're eligible to have your number retired. Mm -hmm. Because I was part of a campaign to get Willie McGee's number retired, which it essentially has been unofficially, minus Bud Smith unknowingly wearing number 51 and by that i mean he didn't ask for it he didn't realize the significance of it and then when all hell broke loose he switched to number 52 a fun buddy traded for scott Rowland. uh the cardinals don't just retire anybody's number when i think when it's all said and done i'm curious what people th- i really do i think petrangelo i think tarasenko yep and I know these might seem fresh, and so you might not think it, but think about in five or ten years. Like, would you have said in 2009, Scott Rowland's number would be retired, he'd be a Hall of Famer? I don't think most of you would have. Right. I don't think I would have, but I think, well, now we know he's going to Cooperstown, and my guess is his number will be retired, although the Cardinals might start cutting back on the number of retirement. I don't know. Petrangelo, Tarasenko, and I think O'Reilly is live. Now, Jackson, your contention on the podcast was his time in St. Louis in comparison to the other two was so short. Right. But as the Con Smythe winner for the first ever Stanley Cup and also a beloved figure and he wore the C, uh, I think, I think when it's all said and done, they retire that number. Yeah. So those are my plays. At the moment, I would say I O'Reilly. think there's a chance, by the way, eventually. Now, these were the guys who were gone. Uh-huh. So I'm adding on here that... Binner, binner, chicken dinner eventually yeah, could be. I think that's a good call. I think that's a really good call. I think at the moment, O'Reilly is kind of a 50 50 ball because you're right. Everything you said is right. I mean, what he has done for the Blues organization, the city of St. Louis, is incredible. I think if he does, in fact, come back next season, it's a lock. I think it's an absolute lock. If he finishes his career as a Blue, absolute lock that they will retire number 90. As of right now, I'd say 50-50. I could go either way. I, I totally so understand. So Petrangelo, Tarasenko? Yeah, Petrangelo, okay. Tarasenko, and I like the Benner play down the, down the road. Yeah, yep, totally right. agree. All right, here we go. If you have to pick who will have the better season in 2023, do you think it will be Dakota Hudson or Steven Matz? It's uh, a good question. Thank you. Maybe this either-or challenge has equity. Well, but talk to me in 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh boy, you're putting me to the test. You're putting me to the test. No matter what I'm guessing, but by by doing this, it makes it sound like I'm really thinking about it. Right. I will say Stephen Matz. 
Yeah, I would think Matt's just because I think he'll have a lot more opportunities. I mean, outside of someone getting injured. We're we're a volume-based business here. Absolutely. So I'm going to go with Stephen Matz. Yeah, he'll have more opportunities. Unless someone gets hurt, I think he'll have. Lisa, and you say Lisa's a gem. She says Stephen Matz, which therefore means. Yeah, that's a lock. It's a lock. Stephen Matz. Curious to see how he comes off of injury, but, you know, I think he will. All right. Who do you think will have the more intense home opener atmosphere? STL City SC, a.k.a. the Dogs, or the Battlehawks? Um, I'm going to say the Dogs, but here is my reason. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think both are going to be incredible. Agreed. Incredible. And unlike the vast majority of St. Louis sporting events with youth, I, the average age at both the Battlehawks game and the Dogs game will be substantially lower than the average age of the Cardinal home opener. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a shot. It's just I'm just saying it's different. And for St. Louis, which I think is kind of old, if we're going to be honest about it, uh, it's nice to have young. You're a big fan of uh, Wheezy, Nicki Minaj, Drake, mm-hmm. Young Money. Yeah, that's right. It's nice to have Young Money represented. Yeah. And uh, But I'm going to say the dogs, because they're not playing in a cavernous building that Right. Could have the 1992 Cowboys playing in it, and it would suck. <laughs> so that's one of the core issues. So unless they have 60-plus thousand at the Battlehawks game, and who knows, by the way the tickets are moving, maybe they will, which would be phenomenal. I mean, even 30,000 is phenomenal. Right. Uh, but then you're still, you're still half of it is full. So half of it, therefore, Jackson, is what? Uh, 33,000? <laughs> I, I spaced out in the middle. That was so awesome because I knew right as I said it you weren't paying attention. So I just did half of the dome. You know, one of the things I do with my uh, five-year-old is I'm I'm preaching. I mean, I'm really, you know, I'm the Reverend Falwell. People have compared me to the Reverend Fall so many times. So many, in so many different aspects. Oh, my God. And I said, now what did I just say? And he goes, you understand? I understand. I understand. So what did I just say? I don't know, Dad. That's what just happened right there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So if it's half full, that also means it's... Half empty. The magic of paying attention. Yes. yes. So that's the problem. The dogs, it's going to be packed. Yeah. There won't be an empty seat. So yeah. therefore, by default, but I think both atmospheres are going to be incredible. Agreed. Both atmospheres will be incredible. Totally agree. And I am not, if I thought something sucked and it had to do with St. Louis, I think, you know, if you listen to the show now for 14 months, 15 months, whatever the hell we've been doing, I'll say it. But I think both will be incredible. Yeah. Totally agree. I think uh, we just got a text that has entered into the possibility through and four just text empty you dumbass. <laughs> MD, oh, empty you dumbass. You said MD you dumbass. Empty no. you dumbass. Empty <laughs> M- you dumbass. I like that text a lot. You might you might win some tickets to Arch Madness. All right. Now I know you're a much bigger Missouri football fan. Yes. Than you uh, are Missouri Jackson basketball. Talks Missouri basketball. But no, no, no. I think it's fine. I think I've handicapped this question appropriately. Okay. Would you rather so many see? Disclaimers. Would you rather see Missouri hoops go to the Final Four or Missouri football go to the 12-team college football playoff? All right, you did a nice job there. Because if you would have said Final Four... Right, it's an obvious answer. (sighs) Wow. I can't buy time by going to you because I already know the answer. It could be Missouri going to the round of 32 and you would take that. Correct. Um, God, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I think I'll go Final Four. Yes. I think yes, I'll go yes, Final yes, Four. Yes. I think I got to go Final Four. Yes. I wanted to I wanted to find a way to answer football. 
But I, I think the, fi- the final four means so much. Yeah. And it's this holy grail for Missouri basketball fans. Yep. Whereas the terrific 12. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't hit as it hard. Hasn't, it, ha- it doesn't even exist yet. Right. So it isn't the same thing. Uh, they would have been there in 07 and 13. But, um, yeah, I'll say final four. All right, and then this this final question. I, I love that answer. Uh, this final question, another one. We're uh, requesting listener engagement on this one because I think three one four three nine 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 six four six. You can leave a mic drop. Jackson won't play it though. Because people, you're going to be leaving people off of this list no matter what. You have to make a Mount Rushmore of St. Louis athletes, so athletes who've played in St. Louis since 2000. Who would be on it? My God, this could be like three days worth of shows, and and I got I got Kerber at ten twenty. I mean, you're putting the man to the test here. There's all right. I'm going to go to you to buy time. Albert's got to be on there since two thousand. Yes, okay. Albert's got to be on there. Then you probably have to put Yadi on there. Now it's getting. Now you could go Wayno. You go Ryan O'Reilly. I'm going to put Ryan O'Reilly on there. That's three. The fourth one you're going to be leaving out either Wayno, Petrangelo, Binner. Uh, this uh, I mean. I'm not going to count managers and coaches. I'll leave those out. Uh, I will say Adam Wainwright. Okay. I am going to throw a breaking ball. Well, so, so who? hold on a second. I think I already said Wainwright. No, I said Yadi. Yadi, Albert, Ryan O'Reilly, Adam Wainwright. Oh, well, I just totally disagree with the O'Reilly one. And it's nothing against O'Reilly. I just, if you're going to do Mount Rushmore, which is new and innovative on sports radio, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you hear those hacks for now? <laughs> they did this thing called Mount oh, Rushmore. I forgot. Well, the one I, another person I forgot. What do you got? Because this is where I'm going. Kurt Warner. I but was he... between Warner and Falk. Warner was the MVP in '99 because Falk was the MVP year after. I'm going to go, and, and Warner was gone and didn't play. Uh, a good portion of O2 was benched, uh, quite a d- discussion at that time, doing sports radio in 2003. I'm going to go with Falk. I'll go Falk, Pools, Wainwright, Molina, and I know what that does, and I already know. Yeah. <laughs> my worry. Some of Jackson's friends <laughs> on his base will now come after me for not including a blue, but I don't know who to... Yeah. I mean, do you go Petrangelo? Do you go Tarasenko? Right. Also, leaves like Isaac Bruce is left off. Yeah, it's it's a Orlando Pace. But it's based on the MVP thing. Yeah, that's a good call. That that that's how I arrived there, but it's tough. I mean, because I I don't think you can put. I mean, this is. I mean, this is what a what a like. This is like where this is what we call in the local television news business. Great industry. Uh, It's the end of the newscast. And you know, you've just suppressed people for the first 28 <laughs> minutes. You know, the sports segment got 30 seconds, and then there's another, you know, forecast. And then, then, then there's the squirrel on the water skis. Yeah, it's a called squirrel. a kicker. Yeah. It's a throwaway that if we have to cut it, we can cut it. And here you are, and what you did was just serve me a filet on the kicker yeah. when we're supposed to be enjoying our cavassier and then exchanging pleasantries and saying we look forward to getting together again. And instead you gave me this monster question yeah, right well, at the I'm, end. I mean, I'm it not was very a total good. breaking ball. I'm not very good at this, so I don't think it's any surprise. <laughs> and it wasn't either or, by the way. No, no, the either or no, it was, is... It was a total, it was a, it was a bait and switch. It's a, tie, it's a title only. God almighty. I can't, I can't box myself in, but I do. <sighs> Let's see. 
Uh, somebody says Bob Pettit, which Jackson would love to accept just for the fact that, of course, he played in the NBA. However, he said 2000. Right. And I, I love the Bob Pettit call. If we're going all time, you have to consider Pettit. Uh, somebody's putting me on their Mount Rushmore. That's the right answer. Really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I did start in television in March 2000. Right. Yeah. You can't be overlooked. Can't be. Can be if you were standing next to me, but but I didn't from a career there. from a career standpoint, <laughs> Chris Kerber is going to join us next. You can attack the either or challenge <laughs> since it wasn't an either or challenge by texting in three one four three nine 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 six four six. We're getting ready the Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament tickets. Chris Kerber next. This is Balloon Party driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura on one hundred one ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred one ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you, and it is our pleasure to welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of the Blues. We'll take on the Kraken this evening, pregame 6 p.m. on 101 ESPN. It's Chris Kerber. Morning, Kerbs. Morning, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. I want to put you on the spot. Now, maybe this is unfair. and You can text me All immediately right. and say, hey, bro, that was unfair. But Jackson's first question to start the program was, of the members of the Blues who are no longer a part of the team, which members of that 2019 team will have their numbers retired? Oh, that's an interesting question. I would think as it sits right now, maybe none of them. Wow. I think uh, I think had I think had Tarasenko had um, had Petrangelo finish their careers or sign those contracts and at least played another few more years for the blues. I think then it becomes a no brainer, but I think everybody in that category now kind of falls into and, and maybe somebody does down the road, but I think everybody now kind of falls into debate of whether or not it should be retired. Uh, Cause I'll tell you what, if somebody might think, well, that no, it might be Tarasenko or it should be Petrangelo. I, I, I think I could make the case uh, very clearly for Alexander Steen. I was about to say, you know, I, feel, so, I feel like we left him out in the first segment. That the number twenty, we should yeah, have had no, him in there. And, and listen, when you when you consider that, go back and look. You know, and and, and sometimes you you know when people look at, at where guys ranked, you got to look at where they ranked when they retired. For example, I don't understand how Curtis Joseph really isn't in the Hockey Hall of Fame, other than I know the fact that he didn't win a cup. He didn't, he didn't He didn't. win a Vesna or any of the major awards, which apparently is a big deal. But he retired. He was fourth overall in, in wins in National Hockey League history. You know, and, and, and now, obviously, he's dropped, you know, quite a bit down in there. But you've got guys like Lundqvist. Like, like everybody thinks Henrik Lundqvist is a surefire Hall of Famer. Okay. Well, look at his wins compared to Curtis Joseph. How many of those wins, 65-plus of those, came in a shootout, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, things and, and so the numbers are different and i think you got to look at where they were in their era uh to, but bring, bringing it back full circle here uh, if there's going to be a debate of of who should be it's probably a debate of steen petrangelo and tarasenko um i'm not exactly sure that anyone of them gets over the hump to actually have that happen how about that look at that look at that provocative that is uh, absolutely that is good knowledge we are uh we are four days away from the deadline and certainly uh it has been uh, quite a busy one for the blues and for doug armstrong uh what was your reaction to barbashev heading to uh, the golden knights 
Yeah, you know what? That's an interesting trade. There's actually some uh, a little good reasoning behind it here. You knew that Ivan Barbashev was going to get traded. He actually got some of the most interest of any of the Blues free agents, and that and now he got some of the most interest was not getting the highest return, but but some of the most interest from teams one because he has a lower cap hit, and then two he really can play any role up and up and down the lineup. Um, but but instead of trading him and getting a draft pick, Doug Armstrong got a player that was drafted two years ago. Now follow me on this, Tim. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at Take a look and go back and look at all the Blues draft picks. Okay, The Blues drafted T.J. Oshie. He was still, what, three more years before he started to play for the Blues. Unless, Except for David Perron. Really, except for David Perron, who was drafted, then came in and just made an impact and stayed, right, even as a late draft pick. Most of these other draft picks, it's going to be a couple years before they impact your roster. Even take a look at, you know, at drafting Jake Neighbors. Now, the year or two of juniors comes in, plays up. They send him back to juniors. Right, comes back. This should now up and down in the minors, right? And 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 then of course now is hurt. But the reality of it is, is Jake Neighbors won't be an impactful player to this team until at least next year, which is four years after he was drafted. And then in all reality, he's a rookie. Doug Armstrong said the other day, for example, uh, you know, Kasperi Kapanen bringing him in allows them to not have to force Jake into situations that don't make them successful. So you're still probably talking another couple of years at this level, right? Well, in the Barbashev trade, instead of trading for a draft pick that you're going to pick in June of 2023 that probably won't even turn pro until at least August or September of 2025, maybe even 2026, then if he needs a year in the minors, you're talking the, the, the opening season of 2027. Then if you give him just a year or two just to get his skates on him and figure out the NHL so you're not dealing with rookie mistakes – we're already talking 2030. You're talking seven years from now, and and that can that can be the case even for a draft pick that's a you know that's a late first round draft pick. So if you're Doug Armstrong, instead of getting a pick, you got a player that was drafted two years ago that's ready to turn pro next year. He might be playing and get some shifts with you next year, the year after that. And you've sped that process up. So that, to me, is the interesting part of the barbershop trade. Yeah, and, and what I think Blues fans have, have observed here over the last few weeks is the Blues being, I, I guess for lack of a better term, even though you're trading away, being aggressive in order to make these moves. And maybe we've seen, and I don't know what your opinion on it is, the market shift a bit, that Doug Armstrong beat it to the punch before it shifted away from the sellers to get those two first-round picks that he got for Tarasenko and O'Reilly? How are you observing the current market climate with some of the deals that we've seen over the last few days? I think there's a couple of factors. One, you absolutely nailed it. But another factor, too, is because the Blues had a couple other guys like Noel Achari and and Nico Mikula. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't think if you trade Nico Mikula straight up for something, maybe you get a a middle-round prospect or you definitely, I mean, what, third, fourth-round draft pick maybe? The Blues are able to go ahead and package him. That helps solidify a first uh, a first round pick. Nola Chari might have gotten you a second, third round pick somewhere in there, depending on the new Doug Armstrong reads the landscape. He's able to package him with Ryan O'Reilly, get you a first round pick plus you know plus an asset. To me, Doug did that, which was really smart, and he had the assets to do it. The second thing he did is he didn't get greedy. You know, he didn't just hold out and hold out and hold out. And as you start to see some teams say, okay, well, I'm going to fill a need elsewhere kind of what the New York Rangers did with Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, they still had another first-round pick, and it looks like they are going to be able to get a deal done for Patrick Kane. But that deal for Vladimir Tarasenko could have completely scuttled the Blackhawks' ability to trade Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers where he wanted to go, and he's got a full no-movement clause, right? 
And, and, and Doug was watching some guys get hurt, some unrestricted guys. I'm telling you, you watched that last game that, against Pittsburgh, and you, I, I, watched, I watched Ivan Barbashev block a shot, get up kind of limp, and I went, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, I think he's done. I, I think he's getting dealt. I, I'm telling you, I thought right then and there, he's getting dealt before our next game because they just cannot take the chance of him getting hurt. And so he did. I think, I think he beat the, the, some other general managers to the punch and got some really good deals because eventually some of the remaining teams don't have first-round picks to deal and stuff. So I thought it was a pretty shrewd timing for Doug Armstrong to get it done as quickly as he can. And when you've got third teams that have to get involved, like the Minnesota Wild had to get involved, you know, in the Ryan O'Reilly deal to take some salaries so with the Toronto Maple Leafs, that kind of thing, it, not as easy to consummate those deals in, in an hour and a half right before the deadline. And Chris Kerber will be on the call. Blues and Kraken tonight, pregame, 6 p.m. The Voice of the Blues with us every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, always appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much. All right, fellas. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Chris. Chris Kerber with us here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you on the program. Uh, and we'll take a commercial break, and we will come back with a Cardinal Spring Training Jordan Walker discussion. Uh, that is next here on Balloon Party, driven by Monk and S. St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party. Joined by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura. Here on 101 ESPN, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you on the program. Jackson, you posed this question regarding the uh, Cardinals and uh, Jordan Walker. Do we think that the Cardinals will do what they did with Nolan Gorman last year? In other words, with Jordan Walker, will the Cardinals put him on the roster opening day? My action is yes. I expect him to be on the roster opening day. As do I. Okay. But I think that there is. If I had to put a confidence rating, like percentages, arbitrary usually, I would say 70% that he will be on the opening day roster. 30% I'm allowing and just start AAA for some service time management. I will go with uh, 85%. He's All right, I like the confidence. Roster. Yeah, I just think that that's kind of the uh, – I just th- think you're dealing with a different element. I mean, right. don't get me wrong, it's nothing against Nolan Gorman. I feel like uh, some fans perhaps have quickly pivoted away from where they were about 10 months ago on him, which was screaming for him to be in St. Louis, and then has a – fine year it wasn't like he killed it but he had a bunch of home runs combined between the minors and cardinals and uh i you know it's it's a process with jordan walker i think he's so good that i think they won't be able to keep him out that's my that's my perception yeah i mean i i i think he is a a different class when it comes to like a prospect because he's getting he's been having a lot of play now like a lot of exposure for six seven eight months uh, this uh, this was written in the Post-Dispatch in the chat by Daniel Guerrero, who is one of the uh, Post-Dispatch baseball writers. Uh, he was asked, any buzz for anyone said to be getting off to a flying start in camp? And he wrote, does Jordan Walker count? 
He has a homer, infield single, and defense, uh, and it's certainly creating some buzz in the last 24 hours. That was from his game on Sunday. He was already creating some buzz on the top prospect coming into spring because of how he, at 20 years old, played in AA in the Arizona Fall League. Yesterday, it felt like that buzz rose some. I just get the sense that we're talking about a, a player that you see maybe once every 20 years, and that's yeah. how the math would time out yeah. uh, if you're wanting to compare it to Albert Pujols. Now, to be crystal clear, Albert Pujols is a once-in-a-lifetime player, but you don't get these too often, and uh, I just, I'd be really surprised if he has a, an above-average spring that he is starting the year in the minors. Yeah, I, I agree. He's When you look at him, they say now he's like, what, 6'6", 250, at 20 years old, and he plays a position where you probably, if you're looking at the offense, have the most need for. Plays the outfield, and they need power in the outfield. He has plenty of power, plenty of pop, and I think uh, some new blood in there could be huge. I think it could revitalize the lineup. Uh, Nolan Arenado did an interview yesterday, and I think Cardinal fans will love hearing this. He was asked after he saw Manny Machado's uh, contract with the Padres if he felt like he left some money on the table by choosing not to opt out this offseason. Uh, here is what he had to say, courtesy of MLB Radio. I wouldn't say regrets. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I love being here. I was I came here. I got traded here. I wanted to stay here. You know, um, I think uh, I know the whole situation kind of makes me look kind of bad. But, you know, at the end of the day, Manny deserves it. He's a great player, and he deserves to get paid a lot of money. And uh, I love being here, and I make, I make more than enough money, more than I deserve, so I'll be all right. <laughs> let, me, let me I want to replay that again because I'm sure some people have, haven't heard it, and you probably want to make sure you heard the final three seconds again. So, Jackson, you can replay the whole soundbite from Nolan Arenado, courtesy of MLB Radio. I wouldn't say regrets. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I love being here. I was I came here. I got traded here. I wanted to stay here. You know, um, I think uh, I know the whole situation kind of makes me look kind of bad. But, you know, at the end of the day, Manny deserves it. He's a great player, and he deserves to get paid a lot of money. And uh, I love being here, and I make, I make more than enough money, more than I deserve, so I'll be all right. <laughs> there you go. That comes from a place that I believe is 100% sincere. Agreed. And also is something that I think fans will love to hear. It's one of these things that I I understand how the vast majority of people, and I'm talking about almost probably all but maybe five or ten people listening, um, maybe, even that number might be high. You get to a point where money, it just isn't going to change your life. So whether it's a quarter of a billion dollars or now 350 for Manny Machado and the Padres, Nolan Arnato isn't going to go, good, now I can get that car. He's He is in a spot where if he would have said to the Cardinals, I'm opting out, the Cardinals could have very well said to him, we want to keep you, but there is no way we are going to be able to pay what the market will bear for you. Right. And so if you opt out, you'll be leaving the franchise. Maybe that's what the meeting in... California was with John Mazalock, and it wasn't, hey, we're going to go bat crap with free agent spending. I don't know. <laughs> but, and I'm reading between the lines here. Uh, Nolan Arenado's happy here. Mm-hmm. I think that's not too tough to figure out. Otherwise, he would have opted out. Secondarily, uh, I think Nolan Arenado has some semblance of 
uh, PTSD relative to baseball PTSD because he was under the impression when he signed with the Rockies that the Rockies were going to give him a team uh, every year to compete. And he mm-hmm. saw what wound up happening there. Right. Doesn't want to go to a place that he doesn't know what will happen, whereas the Cardinals have been competing for the last, you know, every year since 2000, really. And perhaps he is looking at some of the young talent and also the free agent pitching class following this year and going, this team is going to be in the mix to win a World Series, and that's what I care about more than anything else. And with regards to Arenado, and I think Goldschmidt maybe even more so, I think that there are some players that are perfect for St. Louis and other players who wouldn't necessarily want to play here. It just depends on what your priority is. And I think for Arenado and even more so Goldschmidt, in St. Louis you're not going to deal with the BS. Now you're going to be an A-list celebrity, which can be annoying if that's not something you want and you want some privacy. But, you know, assuming you're not like out at bars, (laughs) uh, it's, you know, you just want to play golf and work on baseball, you can have your privacy and it's not going to be. I, I, my my point is this: on that, I don't think Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt would enjoy playing for the Mets or Yankees or Red Sox or Phillies. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe the Dodgers, but even there, as big as the Dodgers and Lakers are, you're still yeah, you're fighting for number two essentially. You're, well, you're just it's you're not you're not as big of a star as you are if you're in St. Louis Great. or if you're in New York or Boston or Philadelphia. So. I just think this he's like I'm he, I'm happy and if I opt out I can't play in St. Louis. Yeah. So then I'm going to most likely one of those places and that's not necessarily where I want to go at this point in my career. Now, what he said I think fans will absolutely love. It goes without saying. A guy saying I'm happy here and I make enough money because what fan doesn't want to hear that if you're right. talking about your all I'm this guy is going to most likely go down as an all-time Cardinal favorite. Yep. Could have said that before I heard the soundbite, but the way he plays, especially with the defense, the love for the game of baseball, and he could have left, he chose to stay, it's got all the raw materials for him to wind up being a Cardinal legend. Agreed. Totally agree. And I think taking it a little bit different direction, I think it's awesome that Arenado says, I, I get paid, I get great money and probably make more than I'm worth. And it's awesome to hear that from one of your best players. It's super cool. But I would say that's an outlier. Like, I'm a big proponent of players getting what they're worth. Manny Machado is absolutely worth that. Nolan Arenado is probably worth more money. So this is awesome, but it's an outlier. So I don't think it should set a, set a precedent that players take the discount if they want to stay here. If you have a young guy, whether it be George Walker, Jack Flaherty, whoever it is, doesn't matter who it is, they should be getting paid what they're worth in their, if, if, if that's their goal. If their goal right. is if to stay inside. that's their goal, that's the key. Yeah. It just depends on what you prioritize. Exactly. Now, if you're Manny Machado, you're getting money and you have an owner who is – Clearly, not all that you know focused on a PNL, right? And just wants to win a world championship. Although part of the strategy is, as he said, there's a risk. I think maybe Preller said it with the Padres owner. There's also a risk in not doing anything, which was in reference to the Pirates owner saying we just we have to do something about this, which led to Tony Clark's statement over the weekend that under no circumstances will we accept a salary cap. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with his premise. I'm just saying I agree that it is not going to happen on his watch. We are so far from that happening. And so what baseball owners are trying to do is, okay, we'll have a floor so we don't have pirate crap going on. But then we got to have a cap. You're not right. going to have one without the other. Exactly. Um, the Padres' response was, okay, well, you can say there's risk in paying all this money, 
but look at the pirates. They do nothing, and they already know they're going to lose money. We're trying to go a different direction, even though we are in a relative to baseball size, smaller market. Yeah. So with Arenado, his priority, I think, is winning a world championship. And for fans, that's what they want. They also want people to play hard. And I also think, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it, there's absolutely no question that he makes an absurd amount of money. There are generations of his family who will be taken care of, people who will be living in the 2100s, who will be living off of what Nolan Arenado does as a baseball player in 2023. Um, Now, there's nothing wrong at all with going, well, my priority is to make absolutely as much as possible. But for him... He's going to make, I don't even know what it's going to wind up being when it's all said and done, hundreds of millions of dollars. We know that for certain. And his priority for him and for his wife, and now they have a child, is to play in a place they're comfortable, they love, and where they know year in and year out they're going to have a chance to compete. And he doesn't have to go through the motions like they did in Denver. And for fans, I don't know if anything could possibly be more endearing than the words he said. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. We're giving away tickets to the Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament. Jackson will select the text of the day. That is coming up. Then BK and Ferrari at the top of the hour. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis Acura, on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party. Munganess, St. Louis Acura. Did I step on your, uh, you hadn't given me the cue yet. You, you raised the, the, it was behind the scenes. Welcome to behind the scenes of Balloon Party. It's a 30 for 30. You raise your finger and then you point at me. Yep. Taking me back to my days of television. Yep. But you hadn't pointed. I just heard the music and intuitively I started talking. But did I, was, was my opening audio, was it clipped because you had a point yet? I would say it was maybe 0.3 seconds a little early mm. uh, in, the, in the film mm. Whiplash. Oh. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Not my pace. Not my pace. Not quite my tempo. God, I love asked, that movie. So good. Ask uh, Miles Teller, am I rushing or am I dragging? Mm. Are you a rusher or a dragger? I in think that I case, rushed there. You rushed. Mm. When in doubt, drag or just be at my tempo. Yeah, be at your tempo. There you go. Jackson, uh, before I uh, go into what all of a sudden has become controversy and, of course, insults, <laughs> uh, you have a uh, you have an announcement to make. I do, I do. We have a winner for the Arch Madness tickets. What? Our winner, his name is Blake from the South Side. Blake, oh, Sally, my people. Yeah, Blake from the South Side says, "I love Piddle so much. I would change his dirty yellow diaper for Arch Madness tickets." Nice. And I think you know that's that's really good. Blake, congratulations. Congratulations. You can watch some six three one zero nine. I guess I'd ship all the tickets to six three one zero nine. Just just disperse them that's throughout right. the zip code. That's right. Uh, all right. So uh, let me read this. Here we go. Uh... Hold on a second. Tim Arenado has been a Cardinal for how long? His last name is now pronounced, is not pronounced Arenado. Mispronouncing his last name is a very Hoosier thing to do. That was sent by the 314 at 1049 a.m. Do you know where I'm going with this? I'm like trying a case right now. No. Uh, Let's see. I'm scrolling down because somebody complained that I called him Arenado and not Arenado. But I can't find the damn text. Oh, mother of pearl. I was trying. This is like I'm uh, text. I'm trying a case and I'm doing it poorly. Anyway, point being, can we? Oh, here it is. Can we stop saying Arenado? Air, LOL. It's Arenado. 
I know it's common practice, and he's accepted it. However, he's on record saying it used to really bother him. So can the best fans in baseball get it right, please? And it starts with the media in this town. (laughs) Media in this town's an embarrassment. Media in this town is soft. Frauds. All right, so there it is. So I was attacked in a matter of a minute. That was at 1045, and then at 1049 I was attacked for, I believe... I don't know if we can pull this audio up. It seems like it should be a drop at this point. Mm -hmm. I initially, I was on the Zoom where he was asked how to pronounce his name, and I thought it was Arenado. And then he said, if I'm not mistaken, it's Arenado. That's what I thought happened on the Zoom when he was traded, like the day of or two days after. So I am under the impression that the way he prefers it to be pronounced is Arenado. Now, wonderfully, I have been attacked for both pronunciations. Yeah, yeah, you can't win. But it's fine. What I'm going to do is pronounce it the way the player wants it, and I believe that's Arenado. Because I was saying Arenado, and then we played it on this show, and I go, huh, I've been wrong. It's Arenado. So then then I adjusted I always thought it was Arenado. So did I until it was brought up enough that I go, oh, let's go back and listen to it. And we listened to it, and it was Arenado, wow. which totally messes me up because, as you know, my memory is infallible. Infallible, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and because like, you're so used to saying it one way, it becomes muscle memory to say it that way. So you have to like— Well, if somebody corrects it, like I used to say, how do you pronounce the state where Las Vegas is? Nevada. And the proper pronunciation is actually Nevada. Really? Totally counterintuitive. Yeah, that is. It was some stupid-ass special on the night. When I say special, I mean segment. They didn't set aside an hour of prime time for I, it. I love that term, though. This is an, like, it's like an after-school special. <laughs> Very special edition. And they said it's actually Nevada. And I go, eh, I guess I'll say Nevada then, even though my inclination is to say Nevada. Well, this is a player's name. And if he wants it to be Arenado, Absolutely. then God bless America. That's what we'll say. Yeah, absolutely. But I thought I thought I, I've, I've been thrown off. Randy asked the question. That's from the five seven three. Nolan said it's Arenado, not Arenado. From the two oh six, it just says jackass. That could be uh, either of us. That could be anybody. Yeah, that could be either of us. Uh, no, you are wrong. Randy asked the question, and Nolan said Arenado. Play it again. It's from the six three six. Oh, oh. not like just Randy like, sometimes will text me during the show, and. Uh, he thought you doth protest too much on a few things before. I think one of them was about you dancing by yourself at Tin Roof. Um, I don't think I do it enough. So what we're going to do is we're going to get to the bottom of it, Yep. and it's going to be tended to. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe when I'm down at spring training here, and I'll be there tomorrow, and I would imagine uh, Nolan Arenado <laughs> We'll want to get together and play 1836, maybe right. just to see my putting stroke. You can right. see it at uh, youtube.com slash TMASTL. It's kept Chris Nagel up for months at this point. Absolutely. Uh, and we can go heads up. I think we're about even yeah. on, on the uh, pops. You might have to give him one or two. Is that right? Maybe. I think I would hit it further than him. I would assume right. just based yeah, on pure size and back. athleticism. Yeah, he'd be he'd be, he'd be be on the white tees. And while we're walking down the fair, I go, hey, is it, uh, is it Arnold or Aaron? And then this, it'll be it'll be so organic, right? Right, exactly. And then and then he'll be... go, "Who are you?" 
<laughs> but it'll get to the bottom of it. Exactly. That's and then we'll at. come back with first-hand evidence. Yeah. You'll play the, an executive nine. <laughs> executive nine. And then just wrap it up, and you'll know you'll get to the bottom of it, and you'll uh, have a round of golf with <laughs> Nolan Arenado in the books. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives an ass? I don't know what that means, but I like the text. Love I'd it. like that to be Missouri. Yeah, unfortunately, Valley. Blake, I, I guess we went too early with Blake. Uh, if Blake's from the south side, he gets it. Uh, all right, so there it is. I'm going to have to text Randy Carricker and get to the bottom of it, but I'm also going to play an executive nine with Nolan. Oh, we got it? Let's take a listen. Here we go. Big moment. Ryder has it, but Jackson can't play it. Damn audio! You know, last name's Arnado. Um, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. You know, it's all good. But Arnado is how you say it. Um, guess it's Arnado. Yeah. I guess we'll have to cancel the peace time. What in the hell? How did I get on that? I think you might have just had backwards. Because I always head. thought it was Arenado, and then I thought we played that exact thing, <laughs> and then I go, "Oh, I've been saying it wrong. It's Arenado." Yeah, I, I it was one of the. I, I think we just had it flipped. I think he, we were calling him Arenado, and it's really. Arenado. I think he's wrong. Yeah, I think he's wrong. Let's just continue to call it because we're right. <laughs> right. Who knows better that than us? Is textbook. That's just that's just media in twenty twenty three. It doesn't matter what the source says, even if you play the audio. I still think he's wrong. You die on the hill regardless. <laughs> Amen. Well, he's a fraud. <laughs> All right, BK and Ferrario are up next. Fraction Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.